This message you're about to listen to was recorded live at the Redeemed Christian Church of God, the Throne Room Parish, Transcorp Hilton, Abuja. Be blessed as you listen. Isaiah chapter 52, verse 1 and 2. It says, Awake, awake, put on thy strength, O Zion. Put on thy beautiful garments, O Jerusalem the only city for henceforth there shall no more come unto thee the uncircumcised and the unclean. Will someone say amen? amen? Shake yourself from the dust. Arise and sit down, O Jerusalem. Lose yourself from the bands of thy neck, O captive daughter of Zion. Amen? Now, that is the text for this one. And I want to share with you very briefly, my periscope of preaching is going to focus on the first line. It says, awake, awake, put on your strength, O Zion. Put on your beautiful garments. This one I want to share very briefly with you. And I'm going to just pray for you on putting off to put on. Putting off to put on. Putting off to put on. Lord, let your word have an entrance into our hearts. Oh God, answer somebody's questions this morning. Please, Father, give someone a reason to keep going. Lord, I'm asking that you put the devil to shame in someone's life. I'm asking that someone will leave this place today dancing like they've never done before. Oh God, give someone a new song today. We thank you in Jesus' name. Ladies and gentlemen, there are many things we are privileged to appreciate in life by our eyes. Like one of the testifiers said, it's a privilege to be able to raise your hand and wash your ears. It's a privilege to be able to have eyes and to see. Somebody who is blind, who cannot see, cannot appreciate some things. Number one, you can't appreciate the person sitting next to you if you are blind. So look at your neighbor and say, I thank God for you. Very good. Now, number two, if you have your eyes, you can appreciate color. Look at how colorful this environment is. Look at the choir. Looking all totally packed together, you can appreciate color. Number two, if you have eyes, you can appreciate not just color, you can appreciate height. You can see a tall building. Wow, this building is very tall. Why? Because you have eyes to see. Another thing you can appreciate is size. This is a gigantic hall. It's a big building. It's a big person. Why? Because you have eyes to appreciate. I pray for you in the name of the Lord. Your eyes will not grow dim. Something else you can appreciate. And I need to get there quickly because of my time. Is beauty. With your eyes, you can appreciate what? Beauty. Somebody shout beauty. Oh, come on. Help me please. Shout beauty. If you don't have eyes, no matter how beautiful a building is, and or somebody standing before you, you can never appreciate it. Why? There are no eyes to receive. But when you see something beautiful, many times we comment. Some people say, life is beautiful. Some say, wow, I've got a beautiful family. And this one, I want to declare over you, may your life become beautiful. May your destiny become beautiful. May your church not just be beautiful. May you yourself become beautiful. So people say life is beautiful. Listen, God also can be described as beautiful. 
In Psalms 110 verse 3, Psalm 110 verse 3, the Bible says, The people of God shall be willing in the days of his power and the beauties of holiness. So God has beauty of holiness. Ladies and gentlemen, in Psalm 48 verse 2, the Bible says, Our God is beautiful for situation. Psalm 48 verse 2. Beautiful, beautiful situation, the joy of the whole earth. Our God is beautiful for situation. That's why as Christians, we don't lose hope. We don't give up. Why? When he shows up, it's going to be the right time. Our God is beautiful for situation. Whatever you may be going through from today, if they ask you what's happening, tell them, my God is beautiful for my situation. Ladies and gentlemen, Something about God also is that he has made all things beautiful. Ecclesiastes chapter 11 verse 3. 3, 11. 3, 11. He has made everything beautiful in his time. Can I therefore declare over you as you believe that that miracle you are waiting for shall be beautiful in his time. When God shows up on your case, it shall be beautiful in his time. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, that's our God. That's our God. That's why the Bible says in Isaiah chapter 42 verse 2. Isaiah 42 verse 2. Isaiah chapter 42 verse 2. We are told. We are read to you. Forgive me. Isaiah 52 verse 2 rather. Shake yourself. Dust yourself. Arise. Sit down, O Jerusalem. Lose your strength from the bands of your neck. Then, Isaiah chapter 4 verse 2 says. Isaiah 4 2 says. In that day shall the branch of the Lord be beautiful. And be glorious. And the fruit of the earth shall be excellent. And comely for them that are escaped of Israel. Would you help me tell somebody near you, I shall be beautiful. Now, now, now. I'm not just talking about your natural beauty, which you are already. But sir, there's a dimension of beauty I'm bringing your way this morning. Look at somebody else who doesn't have faith like you. Say, I shall be beautiful. Now, would you help me intimidate the devil and shout, I shall be beautiful. Shout, my family shall be beautiful. My finances shall be beautiful. My career shall be beautiful. Now, 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 ladies and gentlemen, what is beauty? Remember, my topic is putting off to put on. What is beautiful? Beauty simply is that which attracts. From today, in the name of the Lord, every business person here, your business will attract customers. Ah, let's go further here. That which attracts. Beauty is that which pleases the eyes. May every unmarried lady here who needs to get married, may you become pleasing to the eyes of your sister. Let me go further. Beauty is that which satisfies. Is that which satisfies. We suggest to you and our ladies and gentlemen, there is a dimension of beauty that can come upon you that can eradicate every ugliness. Every shame you have experienced, I now declare, may your destiny become attractive. May your, may your home become attractive. May your spiritual life become attractive. In the name of Jesus Christ, may everything around you become pleasing in the name of Jesus Christ. Somebody shall beautiful. Now, 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 now. Bible now says, Isaiah 52 verse 1, I've got to stop on this. It says, awake, awake. Put on your strength, O Zion. Put on your beautiful garments. Ah, awake. Awake means, Zion, perhaps you have been sleeping. Zion, you have been allowing somebody else to dictate your situation. Zion, you have been allowing others to tell you what to do. But God is saying, awake, awake. 
Would you help me tap your neighbor? Say, awake. Uh, I didn't say do like, I said tap, tap, say awake, 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 awake. Sir, it means wake up to your potential. I declare over you, you shall wake up to your potential. You shall wake up to your responsibility. You shall wake up to your capacity. You shall wake up to your beauty. You shall wake up to your anointing. You shall wake up to the glory of God. In the name of Jesus, you shall wake up to your grace. You shall wake up to your power. Open your eyes. That's what it means. It means, Zion, stop sleeping. Open your eyes. There are opportunities around you. Don't give in. Don't give up. Awake. There are songs you got to sing. There are albums you got to release. There are books you got to write. There are conferences you got to hold. Somebody shout, awake! Listen, we've given up enough for others to dictate what is happening to us. Heaven is saying, wake up, Zion. Zion, you have anointing. you got strength. you got the backing of the Holy Ghost upon you. Why are you stepping aside? Why are you backing up? Awake! Awake. It means lift up yourself. My God. If you don't lift up yourself, nobody will help you. That's why when Michael, when Jacob was praying, he told, he told, he said, Judah, he said, a time will come, you have to arise like a lion. Raise up yourself. It means tie yourself up. Awake. I got to move on quickly. Number two, it says, put on your strength. Somebody shall put on your strength. Mm. It means, Zion, you can't afford to be weak. There is a dimension of prayer mode you got to get into to get some things to happen for you in the spiritual. Guide up the loins of your mind. Do your shoelaces. Latch up your belt. Poise for battle. Take your stand. Don't yield your place. Why? Victory is sure. Put on your strength. Don't go to work as somebody who is begging. Put on your strength. Don't go on the road as if they are doing you a favor. Put on your strength. Everywhere you go, know that everyone is backing you up. Put on your strength. First Samuel chapter 17, if you are to read very clearly from verse 35, David began to speak. He put on strength. He said, no, Goliath, you cannot defy the armies of the Lord. You can be tall as a mountain, but I have a God who is taller than you. Put on your strength. No weapon fighting against you shall prosper. Every tongue, what is now, that will rise against you. What happens? You shall condemn. That is strength. That is strength. When somebody says something negative to you, you respond and say, no. Man knows me. That is strength. John chapter 4, verse 35. John 4, verse 35. Say not ye, there are yet four months on harvest. I would say, lift up your eyes to the field. They are white. No, no, don't talk like others are talking. When people say there's going down, you will say there's lifting. When they say you are sick, tell them, I am strong. Let the weak say... Put on your strength. Then number three, I got, I got to move on. He says, put on your strength. That's what he said. Oh, what is now? Put on your strength, the Bible says. And put on your beautiful garments. Hmm. But there's an issue. Before you put on, you may have to put off some things. Before you put on, you don't, don't get up in the morning. And put on your beautiful Sunday attire on your pajamas. You got to put it off first. It's an anathema. What an English. My God. This brother is sorted. You got to put off something. You don't, you don't go to bed. There are beautiful ladies with your makeup on. What do you do? You put it off. 
My God. Whatever is inconsistent with the will of God for you. This one, what are we going to do? Now you're hearing me. You're hearing me. Put off weakness. Put off lack. Put off sickness. Put off poverty. Put off bitterness. You can't afford to be bitter. Where you are going is so important. Put off unforgiveness. Put off impossibility. Put off sin. Put off stagnation. Put off anything that God has not written about your life. Somebody shall put it off. Let me show you one scripture. Ephesians chapter 4. 22 to 24. Ephesians chapter 4. Verse 22 to 24. The Bible says that you put off concerning the former conversation the old man which is corrupt according to deceitful lust and be renewed in the spirit of your mind and then what do you do? And then you put on the new man which after God is created in righteousness and truliness. Somebody shall put off to put on. Talk to me. Shall put off to put on. Now, let's tidy this up. They now told Zion, number four, put on your beautiful garments. Now, this is where I'm going. Ladies and gentlemen, Zion had a problem. Zion was beautiful by nomenclature, but ugly by demonstration. Zion was beautiful by the way God created it, but ugly in its appearance. So, they said, put on your beautiful garment. Ladies and gentlemen, we're going to pray in a minute. What is a garment? A garment, by the simply is an article of clothing. Any dress, suits, other garments that covers you or outward appearance. An outer covering is a garment. It's a raiment. That's a garment. And the Bible says to us in Luke 5.36, Luke 5.36, there is no man. He spoke his Bible to them. No man put a piece of a new garment upon an old one. If otherwise, both the new make it a rent and the picture was taken out of the new agreed not with the old. Ladies and gentlemen, my assignment in this church is very simple. We are going to tear some garments so that you can put on a new one. Every garment of shame this morning, what are we going to do? Now you are here. Garment of reproach, what shall we do? Thank you. Garment of shame. Garment of lack. What shall we do? But then, let me give you an understanding a little bit more. What's a garment? An outer covering. Is that not true? Now, what is this? I could bring three people here now. I just don't have the time. And I will ask you a question and you will get it right. A garment represents, what is this? A person's rank in life. Position or status. When you see somebody dressed in a certain way, it tells us, their position in life, their rank or status. How do you mean, pastor? Very simple. Look at those in military. When a military man is going, depending on the kind of garment they wear and the stars around there, you can know is he a general, a brigadier, a lieutenant, or a rank and file officer. Garment tells me who you are in family setting, your position. The question I want to ask you, what garment have you been wearing? In the name that is above every other name. Your promotion will come today. Garment garment of loneliness. Garment of low life. Today, we tear it off in the name of Jesus. Mordecai in Esther 2.21 was wearing the garment of a gate man. And there was no argument. Why? A gate man must wear a garment. 
But you know, you remember very carefully, when Amman was plotting against them, Bible says, Amman said, let the man put on the garment or the robe of the king. Is that not true? And then the king said, do to Mordecai as you have spoken. The moment the guy put on a new garment, even though it was at the gate before, that garment changed his status. I lift my hand and I pray for everybody here. May your garment change today. May your status change today. May your students change today. May who you are change today. If you believe it, shout a better amen. In Esther chapter 9 verse 4, Mordecai was in the palace. Why? His garment had changed. There are places they've denied you before. But as we change your garment spiritually, access shall be given to you in the name of Jesus. Garment is a symbol, what is number two, of your profession or work. The garment you wear is a symbol of your profession or work. Pastor, what do you mean? If you look at a security personnel, there's a way they dress. A policeman, there's a way he dresses. A fire brigade man, there's a way he dresses. An army officer, there's a way. And when you see them, you can know exactly who they are. Because of the way. Even a doctor. That's why today I want to pray for you. Those of you trusting God for a new career and a new job. Today, by the spirit of the living God, as you celebrate and dance, your garment will change in the name of Jesus. Can I pray for you? You will not labor in vain. You won't want for somebody else to inherit. God will bless the work of your hands. He will give you idea for new job, for new career, for new opportunity, for new contract. In the name of Jesus, nations will open unto you. Doors will open unto you. You will not beg for bread. You will not beg for bread. In the name of Jesus, you will not have a better yesterday. Heaven will enlarge your coast. God will give you greater dreams. In the name of Jesus, somebody say, Lord, change my garment. And I declare over you, your best jobs are coming now. Ah, Receive your letter of appointment right now. Receive it now. Receive it now. Receive it now. Receive it now. In the name of Jesus. That which I believe God for. Receive in the name of Jesus. There shall be a reward for your work. Let me talk about this a little bit. Three more and I'll be done. Your garment represents your origin. Where you are coming from. <laughs> It represents what? Your origin. Ladies and gentlemen, John chapter 8, 23. Jesus says, he said to them, you are from beneath and from above. You are of this world and not of this world. In other words, if you are of God, your garment should reflect God. One sister said, people began to say, call her pastor in her testimony. May I also pray for you. You have been to church today to receive the fragrance of heaven. Everywhere you go this month, it shall show in your life in Jesus' name. People will know that you have met God. You are a child of God. You are a Christian. In the name of Jesus. So, your dressing tells us your origin. You notice very carefully. There's no time. I would have taken you to a journey. Joseph, when he was invited to the palace, he was dressed as an Hebrew boy. By his dressing. But when he was right to the palace, what did he do? He shaved quickly to dress to match the people in town. When his brothers came, nobody told them they recognized these are Hebrew people. Why? Your garment tells us your origin. That's why even in the church this morning, the way some of us are dressed tells us where you come from in Nigeria. Yeah, let's leave it. But where you need to get to, everyone will dress you for it. Yeah. Number four, it's a reflection. Your garment is a reflection of where you have been. That's important. 
That's why you're going to tear some things this morning. Where you have been. Pastor Shola, what do you mean? Very simple. In Acts chapter 4 verse 13. Acts chapter 4 verse 13. The Bible says, when they saw the boldness of Peter and John and perceived that they were unlearned and ignorant men, they marveled and took knowledge of them that they had been with Jesus. Isn't that amazing? They saw their garment and said, wait a minute, we know where they are coming from. Can I pray for you? Men may know where you are coming from, but your garment is changing today. Uh, you didn't hear that. Your garment shall become where you want to go. Yeah. I declare. I change your garment to your destination. I change your garment to your destination. No more where you are coming from, but for where you are going. In the name of Jesus Christ. You are a man that will matter in this generation. A woman that will make things happen in this generation. May your garment befit you. May your garment take you there. In the name of Jesus. I would have told you about Esther. Esther... An orphan, looked after by Uncle Komodikai, never had makeup in her life, never dressed well before, never participated in beauty pageant. In fact, she didn't know how to walk or talk. But they took her. Her uncle said, enter this competition. Never knew how to present herself. She met a man called Igai. Igai said, anything I give you, just use it. When it was time for catwalk, ladies and gentlemen, Esther didn't know how to struggle on the, on, on the catwalk. She was just walking anyhow. Why? She had never worn heels before. But the garment has changed. The garment of ghetto had left her. She was now wearing a garment of favor. In the name of the Lord. Over this house I declare. May the garment of favor come upon you. Ah, you didn't hear me? Garment of sort me out. Garment of favor. Garment of blessing. Garment of help. Somebody shout, I receive. She changed from the garment of ghetto. Of a slave girl. She now wore high heels. What a long dress. My God had her makeup on. Her ear was done. Never worn it before, but the garment had changed to where she was going. When the king saw her, the king said, you are the one. Never asking where she came from. Hear the voice of the Lord. Where you are coming from will not come against you again. You didn't hear me? Your background will not fight against you again. Why? We are changing your garment today. It shall be garment of favor. It shall be garment of mercy. Ali, there's somebody here hearing my voice. It shall be garment of grace in the name of Jesus Christ. Heaven will help you. Heaven will make a way for you. Somebody shout, I believe. No, no, no. Let me give you one more. Half 25. I'm stopping at this. Don't worry. Don't be afraid. A garment reflects your residency. Where you live. If you look at somebody who lives in the very cold part of the world. The Eskimos, for instance. Eskimos put on bear skins on their body. Why? It's very cold. Would it not be an ablation and a bit of mental problem to see somebody in Nigeria put on... Uh, you understand what I'm saying? I mean, you go and look at the person twice and say, it's all well. Now, won't you also be a bit of a challenge for me to dress, or you dress like this, where there is minus 40 degrees centigrade? Except you are ready to die instantly. Remember I told when I was in school, there was a gentleman from Ghana. He hated dressing warmly. So all of us would put on a jacket, we put on boots and all kind of things. But this guy just loved to expose his skin. So he's a wearing property jacket, wear a light jacket and he would fold it this way. Never wore boots. Just used to dress funny. But one day, one day, sir, he bent down like this and he couldn't get up. I'm a doctor, so I'm not telling you fibs. I'm a medical doctor. He bent down like this in medical school. The guy couldn't get up. By the time it was done with him, the nerve, facial nerve are paralyzed. Why? He refused to honor cold. Listen to me. 
What you don't honor may dishonor you. Are you hearing me today? So your government tells me where you live. And so this morning I'm going to pray for somebody here. In the name of the Lord. When Moses came down from heaven. Exodus 34, 29. After 40 days living with Jehovah. When he came down, his garment had changed. His face was shining. I pray for somebody here. Because you have been in this house, your garment will change forever in Jesus' name. Rise up on your feet. Let's pray. I got to honor your time. Garment is a reflection of your smell or fragrance. Let me give you that one. I will pray. Somebody shout fragrance. Talk to me. Shout fragrance. Your garment is a symbol of a man's smell. Listen, there are two kinds of smell, or three. There's a natural smell everybody has that God gave you from heaven. So, say some people have body odor. Is that not true? Just something in their body just, just annoys you, isn't it? Not very pleasant. Then there's what you call fragrance from perfume. Is that not true? Uh-huh. But there's also what we call spiritual fragrance. Now, when you carry spiritual fragrance, doors open of their own accord. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, things that have been tough just works easy. We're having festival of life, Holy Ghost Night in Wales, Wales, two weeks ago. And I was there because that's what I do. And Joe had finished in the morning, we were going back to our hotels. And they, they had these heavy bouncers in, the, in front of the hotel, stopping everyone, stopping everyone, stopping everyone. And while I was coming with, with my wife and the protocol guys, as I walked in, look at what the protocol, what the bouncer said. A Caucasian gentleman, he said, obviously you stay in this hotel. He didn't say, how are you? Why, why are you coming here? He just said, obviously. You see, and I told them, I said, you know why? The fragrance announced, don't mess up with these ones. I pray for you from this service. The fragrance of heaven will announce you. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Listen, your clothes, smell where you reside. If somebody goes into the kitchen and a chef, when they come out, they smell food. That's, ah, that's why Isaac said, bring me venison, that my soul may bless you. When Jacob was going to disguise, he had to look for something that smelled like his soul. Those who have chosen, use your smell to take your favor. Today, we take it back in the name of Jesus. We take it back in the name of Jesus. We take it back in the name of Jesus. Ah, they may talk like you, but they are not you. Lift your hand to heaven and say, Father, every garment of shame, garment of reproach, I tear it apart in the name of Jesus. Can you go ahead and begin to do that? Garment of lack, I tear apart. Garment of shame, I tear apart. Garment of frustration, I tear apart. Garment of stagnancy, I tear apart. Garment of lack, I tear apart. In the name of Jesus. Somebody pray like you believe it. Garment of frustration, I tear apart. In the name of the Lord. Garment of ugliness, I tear apart. In the name of Jesus. Come on. Makataboza, elebando zuteliande leboste. Mekote pregedosa, Lord, I tear them apart. I tear them apart in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. I tear them apart, oh God. I tear such garments apart. I tear them apart in the name of the Lord. Yes, 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 yes. Come on! Tear the garment of barrenness apart. Tear the garment of frustration. 
opposition and delay. Tear it apart. Tear it apart. Tear it apart. Remove them. Remove them now. Remove them now. Garment of sin. Ah, remove it now. In the name of Jesus. Garment of the old man. In the name of the Lord. <laughs> In Jesus' name we pray. The change of garment reflects your new address. In this service, I prayed, God is giving you a new address. Church, when Elisha wanted to take the mantle that fell from Elijah, what did he do? You don't remember? He tore his garment and put on the garment of Elijah. You can't go to the new place where God is taking you with your old garment. You will now pray one more prayer. Say, Father, the old garment limiting me from becoming all I can be in God. Oh Lord, tear it apart in the name of Jesus. He cannot follow me to my future. Lift a voice and pray like you believe it. Tear that garment, brother. Tear his sister. Come on now. Tear those garments in the name of Jesus. In Jesus' name, we are prayed. I read Ephesians chapter 4, 22 24 to you. Bible says, put off concern the former man, the old man, with his corruption and deceitful lust. And be renewed in your mind that you might be able to put on the new man. Listen to this. You can never put on the new man if you are living the old life. It takes a change of life to put on the new man. If you are here this morning, you don't know Jesus as your Lord and Savior. I want to prophesy over the house, but it may not work for you if you don't give your life to Jesus. You want to say, Pastor, I want to give my life to Jesus. I want to put off the old man. I want to say bye-bye to the garment of sin. I want to put on a new garment, the fragrance of favor. Wherever you are, beloved brother, sister, God may have sent us here because of you. That is the best garment to put on, the garment of righteousness and holiness. If you are like that, this one you want to say, Pastor, I want to give my life to Jesus. I want to dedicate my life to God. I want to make heaven. Please raise up your hand wherever you are. All eyes closed, nobody looking left or right. Jesus is Lord. If you are such a person in the house this morning, I want to pray for you in Jesus' name. I want to commit my life to Christ. I want to dedicate my life to Jesus. I want to give my life to Jesus wherever you are. Please raise up your hand. Let's pray together. God can change your story today. Hebrews 9, 27 says, Given to man to die only once. After this comes the judgment. There is a grace that God has for you. A place is taking you to. If you are like that, all lies close about looking at you. I wave your hand to me. Just wave it. I want to thank God for your life and pray with you. Thank you for that. And God bless you. I can see it. Thank you, sir, for that. And amen. On my left-hand side, God bless you. Where are you? Raise your hand. I'm waiting for three more people. Very quickly, Jesus has put this service together for you. To change your life and birth a new beginning in you. Wherever you are, I can see the hand. Keep it up, sir. They're coming near you now. They're coming near you. Wherever you are, please come. Come, raise the hand up again. Let's pray together. Let Jesus come into your life and become your Lord and Savior. Your garment can change permanently and you, the old man will give you. Listen, your address changes in heaven. Once you give your life to Jesus, you have a new destination. Oh, where are you? I'm waiting for you. Sir, do you want to come forward very quickly? Man of God, do you want to come? Sir, please come. Come, come. Let's, let's celebrate him as he comes. We want to clap for him. We want to clap for him. We want to clap for him. Please close your eyes for a minute, everyone. Close your eyes for a minute. I beg of you in Jesus' name. While the gentleman is coming. You're here this morning.
and I'm not doing religion, religious exercise. Absolutely not. You are here this morning. Hear what I'm about to say to you. You know that if Jesus were to come now, you will go with him to heaven. If Jesus comes right now, the trumpet sounds. You know you are going to go with him to heaven. Beloved, wherever you are, raise up your hand. You are sure if Jesus comes now, you are going with him to heaven. Raise up your hand. Everyone, you are know that if Jesus comes now, you will go with him to heaven. Raise up your hand. All over the house. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Please put down your hand. Thank you. If we didn't raise up your hand the first time, would you raise it up now, please? And let's pray together. Yeah, Jesus knows you. If he comes now, the first time you say you are not sure you go with him to heaven. So now, raise up your hand and let's tidy you up first before we pray for these ones. Those who didn't raise up your hand the first time, would you raise it up now? The Lord sees you. I don't see you. And say with me, wherever you are, Lord Jesus, I want to be a candidate of heaven. If you come now, I want to make heaven. Cleanse me. Wash me. Give me a new beginning. Take away the old garment and give me a new garment. Garment of holiness. Garment of righteousness. In the name of Jesus. Thank you. In Jesus' name. Gentlemen, do you want to pray after me? Say, Lord Jesus. Church, let's pray with them. Say, Lord Jesus. Today, I come to you as a sinner who needs a savior. Please forgive me my sins. Wash me in the blood of Jesus. And please write my name in the book of life. The Bible says, as many as believe you, to them you give power to become sons of God. I now declare, according to John 1.12, I am now a son of God. My old garment is left behind. I am embracing a new beginning as a child of God. Thank you, my father. Satan, your power is broken over my life. In Jesus' name, amen. Lord, we dedicate these ones and present them to you. Scripture says, with the heart, man believeth unto righteousness. With the mouth, confession is made unto salvation. They have confessed with their mouth Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. And now pray and ask Jehovah, write their name in the book of life. Please help them in their journey. That they will never backslide. They will never give up. But rather, your spirit will empower them. Fill them with your spirit. And let it be well with them. In Jesus' name, we are prayed. Father, thank you so much for your word. We're grateful because of the word you have released upon the house. Lord, it's no use to speak if you don't perform. Therefore, let that be a result for this word. Let everyone here have a change of garment. Let every ugliness give way to beauty. And let Jesus be glorified. Thank you for answer to prayers. In Jesus' name we pray. We believe you have been blessed by this message. To download this message, please visit our podcast at The Throne Room on your handheld device or computer. For any inquiries, call 08087-000004 or visit the Life Center at number 20 Colorado Close off Dame Street, Maitama Abuja. You can also visit our website, www.rccgthroneroom.org. You are highly lifted, highly favored. Highly favored.